Welcome everyone to Girls Room, where we'll be unpacking a foundational text of the 2010s. That's right, I'm talking about HBO's Girls. I'm Julia Gray, and with me, I have my incredible co-host, Drew Haskins. What is up, Drew? Not much. I am so excited to get into these episodes. Um, Watching three episodes in a row of Girls is hard it's not unpleasant and it's a great show obviously but like it's a lot of cringe at once see i i find it hard to watch just one i feel like it's incredibly (laughs) easy to just watch all of them at once maybe because at this point it's so embedded in me like i i've seen this show so many times i can quote it from memory that it, it it feels like a a comforting um uh, friend to have at the risk of sounding um, totally sad. No, I I get it. I think this is the difference between having rewatched it and not having rewatched it. Like so much of my avoidance of rewatching is because of the cringe that like I'm, I I love what I'm real? watching. It's just so hard to expose yourself to these like the, just a litany of personal embarrassments. Sure. Wait, okay. Is this your first rewatch? I didn't realize. Yes, this is my first rewatch. I have not watched this show since it went off the air in 2017. Okay, you definitely... I like that we have both of our perspectives because that's... I I, I feel like I know the show front, front and back. And this feels not like a first-time watch, but mm-hmm. I feel as if... I think being the same age as they are in the show is making it more of an enriching experience just because I found myself last episode, maybe more so than some of these that we're covering tonight. But like, I I have seen myself in many of these situations now that I'm like in my (sighs) mid to late twenties. Is that what 27 is? I I hate to break it to you. I think it's late. Okay. Well, (laughs) <laughs> all right well now that i'm in my late 20s i guess i, I i've seen it all i guess i'm, I'm used and shriveled up Old husk. yeah and and uh girls is the only answer yeah. it's rejuvenating but it's also like <laughs> yeah a beautiful reminder of our own mortality indeed um so i think we can just get into the episodes i like i said before um we officially started I think these episodes kind of follow a similar theme um, and they're, they're a good three piece. So I'm glad we're talking about them together. Um, We have episode two, which is vagina panic. Um, Should we recap the episode or go through, go through the moments? Let's, let's go through, I guess, some moments. Cause like covering three episodes of like, you wrote in our shared doc that all these episodes sort of cover the intersection of like intimacy and autonomy and relationships and like the personal strifes that that cause. And I actually think these like three episodes form a little, a nice little trilogy of um, just like relationship dramas and like insecurities. Definitely. And, and we, we start off with that, with this kind of juxtaposing between uh Marnie and Charlie and Hannah and Adam this like both 
totally unfulfilling relationships in different ways. Um, and the sex scene we start with is just so, uh, I had to fast forward it because I was afraid my neighbors heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, my TV is very like close to my front door and it, I, I was just mortified, like almost had to put it on mute. Um, yeah, it's it's a really graphic sex scene between Hannah and um, Adam. And I, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty. It ends with uh, Adam saying, do you want a Gatorade? Which is, I think, a nice uh, transition into the loving Marnie Charlie uh, lovemaking. Which is equally as like sterile or like not i mean adam and han is not sterile but like it's just sterile and horrible and like he's charlie is a very pathetic creature and i think these four episodes or three episodes Mm -hmm. really illuminate that um he's very into like catering to marnie which is clearly not what she wants and she like is saying that but she's being kind of passive aggressive about Mm -hmm. it um the line that really made me feel that really made me laugh from this scene was a uh, doggy style makes me feel like a piggy bank. <laughs> um. mm-hmm. No, wait, I think it's, um, he, she wants to do doggy style cause she can't bear to look at him. And he said, I thought yeah. like, I thought you said doggy style makes you feel like a piggy bank. And she said, no, I said, it makes me look like a piggy bank. <laughs> like as if there's a huge distinction, she just can't look at his face. It's so sad. Uh. And this is pre-haircut, too. Um, haircut. Um, something we will touch on later. But, yes. yeah, I don't know. I feel like Al- or Allison Williams, who plays Marnie, is just so, so perfect. She plays disgust so well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy to do, like, passive-aggressive behavior in general when you act or disdain. Like, I think you can get it really cartoony. But she's so good and i think it's because she might actually just like be this person um but it's it's she's she's really given it really given it i loved it yeah absolutely um yeah i feel like this episode is really good for showing all the different kind of levels that the girls are dealing with just kind of trying to have some self-respect and like realizing things about themselves we see Shoshana admit she's a virgin to everyone um and then yeah in this episode Jess is getting Mm -hmm. her abortion it's there's a there's a lot of change happening yeah the and everyone has sort of this like STI and sexual health panic that's like a manifestation of like their sex lives just being kind of unsatisfying. I think it's, it's like a psychosomatic yeah. response. Um, yeah, like Hannah's obsessed with quote unquote the stuff that gets around the sides of condoms. I think finding something yeah. to fixate on since her her relationship with Adam is so uh, unfulfilling. And at the gynecologist, she she says something about maybe I've been obsessed with this fear of AIDS, maybe just because I want to have AIDS. And it's just like, no, she just wants attention from Adam and a reason to talk to him. Just, just so, so deeply sad. It's her, her Forrest Gump based fear of AIDS is what she says. What does that like, mean? Do you know I, what that means? 
I do because well, we watched um, Forrest Gump in uh, like A Push or something or like U.S. History class in high school. Really? I, I didn't take it. I definitely did, and like it's because Robin Wright's character Jenny dies of AIDS mm-hmm. from like oh, intravenous right. drug use or whatever. But like, yeah, that that really imprinted on me too. Like as a Forrest Gump watcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I totally get it. I, I'm going to try to say less in this episode that Lena Dunham is a genius, but I, this is my obligatory mention that she is a genius because that line really made me like fall on the floor laughing and her Googling stuff that gets up around the sides of condoms. Like she captured, that's exactly how I Google things too. Like, like a computer. Uh lack of vocabulary what for what I'm actually trying to look for. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, diseases that come from no condom for one second. Yeah, like, <laughs> just perfect. Perfect, perfect, I mean, perfect. I think th- this episode does have a lot of perfect, like, little moments and perfect little things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Shoshana reading this self-help book about, quote-unquote, the ladies. It's this kind of, like, uh, like goes with her whole sex in the city dream of um, you know wanting to be this kind of larger than life female presence and like I, I, I don't I don't know how else to put it what does she say mm-hmm. she says um, she's like quoting from the book when they're on the way to the uh, abortion appointment so inappropriate saying like you need to have some oh wait she says doggy style is inappropriate like you want someone who wants to look in your eyes <laughs> so, and that is unacceptable ladies and then Jessica yeah. says something about <laughs> Which is like, like wanting to like what if I want to be like like what if she wants to disassociate yeah. like what if she wants to pretend she's somewhere else what if she else? wants to pretend she has others she says Jessica's kind of having like a moment this episode because she's reconciling this cool girl persona that she's really artfully cultivated with I think just like anxiety like personal anxieties about womanhood and I don't want to sound reductive when I say that because I am uh not a woman um but like oh, no. I, I guess that no is way. the point of the show girls like we, we are talking about it like it is like at one moment she's like dates are for lesbians and then the other moment, she's like, I want to have children with many different men of many different races, which, like, that line is kind of the first of many lines we will see in these this, like, trifecta of episode about Jess's weird relationship to the world, like, her, like, studied worldliness, but it's very, like, naive and silly at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And... Yeah, maybe this episode does just kind of show their, uh, like, the different ways in which they're out of touch and with the world and also with themselves. No, 100%. Um, Another moment that happens is uh, when Hannah is trying to get this job and the the interview is going uh, so well. And then she... He, he, it's going so well that they're joking around and he says well I guess I have to look at your resume like she's about to get the job and then she makes a joke about date rape and the like screaming at the TV but I, that is such yeah. a good kind of uh, a, a perfect way of showing how she just 
is just not self-aware enough. You know, she's, she's painfully self-aware, but not enough. And so kind of disconnected from the ways in which you're supposed to act. And she like, she really, she is so uncomfortable with herself and her situations that like the moment she gets any sort of comfort, she immediately gets too comfortable. Like that kind of joke, like would maybe fly with Marnie, but like not with this, like, random chummy dude who she's just never met yeah oh it's so so painful literally so so painful um let's see what else um another kind of uh non-self-aware move on marnie's part when she uh arrives at the wait is this in this episode when she arrives at the um the abortion with the dylan's candy bar bag that's what Shoshana. Yeah. Did I say, did I say Shoshana? Um, and she says something like, "These things never start on time." <laughs> I it's, scream laughing. Like I think it's like an abortion is obviously a very serious thing. This show does. They did make it like they the levity was welcome in moments. Um, sure, but also like an, again, self aware. You know, it's 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 these these women are so not taking this seriously enough and it's you know kind yeah. of poking fun at them i i think and jessa is taking it seriously but she's also like i mean she is such an avoidant flippant person that like she has she basically ghosts her own abortion by getting drunk on white russians Mm-hmm. Oh at my a god, bar. my a white, ru- white Russian. That's on a, a daytime, a daytime white Russian is so sick. Um, uh-huh. but then she ends up having like sex with some guy who asks to borrow her phone in the bathroom and she ends up miscarrying, which is sad. Yeah, I think like the, the big, the climax of the episode. Yeah. And the show doesn't really. At least, like, in this trifecta of episodes, doesn't really revisit it all that much. Like, it's just kind of, like, an, a no. just a specific moment. Um, like, it was a just a centric moment that isn't really, like, touched on with the other women as much. Yeah. I, that's an interesting point. I feel like maybe the way they brush over it is intentional. Yeah. I don't know... Yeah, I mean, I co- I don't remember in the show if they revisit this down the line, like in the in a later in the season or anything. But I don't know. I was I was a little surprised it wasn't touched on. But uh, yeah, also even the way they in I guess the first episode that uh, Jessa reveals that she's pregnant on like she's just sitting on the toilet and she's angry and she says I'm pregnant. It, it's it's so kind of glossed over. So yeah. I, I wonder if that was intentional or if it was, um, I don't know, just not didn't totally fit the show's tone. I'm sure it's, I mean, this show is kind of like defiantly anti-dramatic. Yeah. Um, everything is underplayed in ways that feel like very realistic. Um, but it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not boring ever though. I mean, this kind of like mumble core aesthetic, no. like the 2012 like indie film scene, like it was very the defining style. And one thing that did bug me about these episodes are the camera is always 
slowly zooming in and slowly zooming out. And I remember, like, so many movies did that back then, and I'm glad we've oh moved past that as a as a cultural thing. What call some out? What are you? Because th- I I know you're right, but I feel like I need to hear examples. Every time, like Hannah and Marnie are having their like Marnie's on the couch and Hannah's in the kitchen chat, or vice versa. Like the camera's always like slowly slowly zooming in on one of the two and then pulling out when the other one is talking and it's like i know this show's trying to create a distinct visual language but like it's just something that like it was not additive for me yeah i'm i'm just trying to think of like other things at the time that did that oh like other movies and stuff yeah. um this is, I mean, it's a good, I'm not knocking this. I was like, like, it's not an undermining creative choice, but like the movie Obvious Child That's does this totally. a lot too. Um, sure, that checks out. That, that also just stylistically seems so similar. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure a lot of it is like, I mean, it's, it, it's 2012, like New York cinema. Like it is kind of, it was the visual mm-hmm. narrative of everything. And like, I know this is like Alina, signature camera move i guess but it is i I just didn't find it very additive like it was just like tricks for tricks sake sure um do we have anything else on episode two or should we go into episode three what let's go into episode three because that episode three is one of also one of my favorite episodes of girls yeah like so we start with Charlie's surprising Marnie with a haircut, which is something you should never do to your partner. Like, I know, like, my body, my choice, or whatever, but, like, if you were getting, like, a drastic makeover, you must tell someone. Yes. So his buzz cut, she's, he says, like, close your eyes, open, and she's totally uh, disgust all over her face. And she's like, why would you do that? Oh, my God, it looks horrible. And he says, um, it's for Joanna, or some other name i think it's joe oh yeah and she says who the fuck is joanna and it's a huge reveal it's someone <laughs> in his office that has ovarian cancer and <laughs> he and a bunch of co-workers decided to all shave their heads she's like oh wow thanks now i look like the asshole oh it's, my god like i, I screamed so like it's a it's, a it's perfect, so funny perfect moment and also another moment where these the sheer like narcissism of these characters is revealed except for like the insufferable good guys like charlie yeah and charlie fucking sucks like i mean christopher abbott is a great actor but like he is so simpery and like i don't know he thinks this like buzz cut is also gonna give him some sort of like bad boy appeal too but like one thing i really do appreciate about lena dunham's visual style like camera work aside like she is so good at wardrobe, character, like, design, um, and just, like, our creative design in general, like, of, like, the world of the show. Like, this buzz cut was so horrible to me because it was, like, it was the, exactly the kind of buzz cut that someone who had, like, a ton of hair would get. Like, not fully shaved, like, just awkward stubble that looked like tattooed on as if he didn't want to go all the way shaved and i'm like yeah that's exactly what like someone like charlie would do yeah yeah 
that's that's a really good point. Honestly, I didn't think it looked terrible on him, but it is a non-committal buzz cut. Too yeah, not too non-committal. Like I thought it looked tattooed on. That's so funny. Yeah, I I mean that, that it's an amazing moment to start off the episode. This was like a big episode for drastic looks though because like we're then exposed to hannah's like hex girl witchy poo outfit like that she tries to wear over to adams and like just desperate for his attention desperate and like it it looked like a halloween costume like i i didn't really understand i don't know i mean we're not meant to understand what she's going for but like it was very funny to see like what hannah thinks a bad girl looks like yeah, just like a full kind of. She looks like she's going to emo night or like a, a yeah. goth DJ set. Um, and then oh, honestly, I, I didn't realize it's like one, two, three, just shocking looks one after another. Because then I went to Jessa, yeah. who's getting ready for her first shift uh, as a shift. Maybe isn't the right word, but her first day as a babysitter. And she's wearing a sheer nightgown over a bralette. And uh, Shosha's like, I don't think it's right for a babysitter job and uh, jessica's it's floor length so funny <laughs> <laughs> she wears it to the appointment stuff or like shift whatever it's it, called yeah. like, i was i forgot Catherine hahn was on season one of this show and i was so happy to see oh, her like so this was in her pre-wandavision like peak character actress bag like just showing up in guest spots and everything um she plays like a harried mom so well so well oh my god she yeah she's completely believable as that role i think she also does that in like what what was that other show um she like she kind of is playing the same vibe and like transparent that's what i was thinking transparent I was going to say something else. Um, but yeah, no, she is so perfect in this and uh, just has the look of discomfort down in her face. You know, when, whenever she kind of walks yeah. in on her husband and Jessa, just not not flirting, but definitely not not flirting. You're just like kind of being inappropriate. Yeah, like... like the husband is played by James Legro, who is like they, they got a lot of like '90s indie movie icons to do these because he was in a lot of mm-hmm. like Greg Araki movies in the '90s. And last and the first episode, um, Lena or Hannah's boss, who essentially gaslights her into quitting, is played by Chris Eigman, who was in a lot of like Whit Stillman movies, like Last Days of Disco, mm-hmm. um, which is like if, if you guys have not seen I Last Days of Disco, it's perfection, connection. sheer perfection. Okay, that's been on my list for, like, as long as I can remember. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. I cannot recommend it enough. It has my number one favorite celebrity, for those uh, who may not know, is Chloe Sevigny. And it is her, I think, defining moment as a as a celebrity slash actor. Perfect. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm sold. Um, I I love that she gets these kind of, like, yeah, indie downtown stars. Because it, it is just... So it, it feels true yeah. to the show and the kind of aesthetic of it. And, you know, I guess the kind of people who I'm sure influenced her so much. In this, I think this couple specifically, like the Catherine Hahn and her husband, like 
are such good representations of these like downtown kids all grown up. Like he's kind of, I don't, he's yeah. like unemployed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, he's certainly that. Um, I feel like he's so divorced dad vibes, but with a wife. <laughs> in the marriage which is so bleak yeah. um, oh and she's and- just she's like a busy like documentarian and he's just this kind of deadbeats too harsh a word but yeah i mean he's clearly not present because like if he doesn't have a job and they still have a nanny it's like what are you doing yeah no that's a, exactly that's another layer to it and so he and jessa kind of developed this like light flirtation um and so we're kind of introduced to that and then we're back to hannah who finds out she has hpv calls marnie and marnie bursts into tears and adam is angry so everyone's making it about themselves and hannah's kind of just left to be like well i'm the one with uh I'm the one with HPV. And Adam's like, I couldn't have given it to you. I went to the quote dick doctor, which of course he would say something like that. Yeah. And like he got tested for which it. Which is also not which true. Is yeah, not true. Um, like it just, and then Hannah, Hannah like is kind of dealing with it. Okay. But she, mm-hmm. she's like, well, if Adam didn't give it to me, then it must be Elijah, one of my favorite characters on oh. Girls, making his first oh, appearance. He's perfect. Yeah, he's incredible. Incredible. Um, I I do love this episode for them, like the the start of their new relationship. Um, should we get into that, or should we should we go through some of the other moments? Before? Let's get into it because I think this is like a centerpiece scene of the it entire is. show. Um, yes. And another one of the most quotable lines of the entire series is in this scene too. Yes. Yes. Why, why don't you? Why don't you take it away? I feel like you'll you'll do. <sighs> so Elijah is played by Andrew Rannells, who is like this was his first big TV thing at the time. Like obviously gay Broadway actor from Book of Mormon. So they have a very like polite, chummy, um, little dalliance at a wine bar which was a very nice like 2012 touch and he's wearing a thin scarf like he looks like right on the borderline between just like generic brooklyn hipster and uh 2012 gay guy and he comes out as like not putting a label on it but like exclusively having sex with men (laughs) um and this is after he and Hannah have dated or- uh, had dated and yeah, sorry, go on. Just wanted to make that clear. Oh yeah. 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 Like dated all throughout college. Um, and she was under the impression that he was like completely torn up about it still and still in love with her. And he is um, just gay. So they have uh, a <laughs> Hannah. Hannah doesn't take a well, like one of my favorite lines that I had completely forgotten from this Um this interaction was she starts crying when he comes out and she says what I'm having right now is an inappropriate physical reaction to my total joy for you. So funny. And she's like crying. It's so funny. And like, just like a perfect Lena ism of like, like therapy slash wellness speak meets like just like Mm -hmm. deep emotional pain. It's, it's, 
perfection. Um, it really I also love, um, then they, after she kind of gets past the the initial shock and, and just kind of involuntary sadness, she gets angry and she says, um, like, well, if I ha- if you had this fruity, fruity little voice in this scarf, maybe I had would have known. <laughs> and he goes, I am being my authentic self. <laughs> really, that entire scene has so many good lines. <laughs> It's so funny. And um, she he, like, turns the tables on her, and he's like, well, your dad's pretty gay. And she's like, what? No. And, like, her dad has the stud in his ear and has, like, gone on a bunch of all-male vacations. And, you know, it's not looking good. Um, mm-hmm. And then they – and, I mean, we'll, we'll cover the character of Lena – or of Hannah's dad in – greater detail in future episodes but um mm-hmm. the scene ends with elijah saying it was so nice to see your dad is gay which iconic I- really really just the delivery everything about it <sighs> just heaven on earth and like thank god um this wasn't a one scene cameo like elijah becomes a series regular in like the second half of the mm-hmm. show and yeah he's perfect he's he's I don't know. And this is a great kind of introduction to him. Not that it's the first we see of him, but it's, it's the, we get, we really get into his kind of uh, like mannerisms and the way he is just like, says things that are just so cutting. <laughs> yeah. So, so who, wait, what other girl? Oh, oh, meanwhile in, um in Marnie land, she like mm-hmm. hates Charlie. She's like fully repulsed by him. Um, and I think this is the first episode we see that she's like a gallery girl full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, she is at this event and uh, kind of schmoozing, or I don't know, her her boss is schmoozing for her, and mm-hmm. introduces her to this Damien Hirst type mm-hmm. like experimental artist, Booth Jonathan, who's played by Yorma Tacone. I think that's how you pronounce yeah. it. Of the Lonely Island, yeah, I think that's um, how you say it. And also hilarious casting there, but he he really, he makes it work. Yeah, like, he's really good at playing this kind of, like, smarmy Mm -hmm. artist type, but, like, not in, like, kind of, like, the Brooklyn, like, deadbeat guys and, like, sensitive guys that we've seen. Like, he feels very, like, downtown Manhattan asshole kind of vibes like i talked the last episode of this show about um gallery girls the bravo oh that everyone needs to seek out Mm -hmm. um this booth jonathan is like literally a real life gallery girls character (laughs) like it's all the like dealers in that show were exactly like this guy yeah i mean he 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 looks the part he acts the part he's perfect in this show um and marnie is totally like head over heels kind of trying to act cool and completely not pulling it off um and they have this flirtation and then she like like i don't know gets off in the bathroom because he i don't know he like tries to hook up with her and then she says no it's this this whole thing but he is um we, we meet him in this episode and he he becomes like I think later in this season and early next season is more. Um, yeah, more, he's he's pretty yeah. prominent. 
And then what what else uh, is going on? Shosh isn't really doing all that much this episode. Like she like tells um Hannah that Jessa also has HPV and Jessa's philosophy about it is all adventurous women do, which is the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um really Shosh obviously isn't a snuggie. Um it's so funny. They, just like kind they, of what? Sorry. Oh no, no, go on, go on, go on. I was just gonna say totally like uh making these depression aesthetics look so natural and like just uh i don't know like just uh reclaiming them as like jappy <laughs> it's so funny how this show like shoshana is a character a caricature of like this naive nyu college girl who like stands sex in the city like loves going to dylan's mm-hmm. candy bar and thinks that's the height of sophistication and like as a snuggie and watches game oh. show network like it's all these like little ticks and traits but like somehow she's not she's still like a fully dimensional character yes absolutely um and she she reveals she's walk, watching baggage and hannah comes in and they both reveal some of their baggage um shosha's biggest baggage mm-hmm. is that she's a virgin her medium baggage is that she quote unquote uh truly don't love my grandmother <laughs> so funny um it's so funny that that's the medium that's when hannah reveals that she has hpv um but, uh, but that that is a, a really i don't know a great moment for shosha's character i feel she's in shosha's refreshingly non-judgmental about the hpv mm-hmm. too like shosh is maybe the only like decent human being out of the the four of them. I think you were right. Yeah, absolutely. But this episode ends with Hannah tweeting, all adventurous women do. And then Marnie comes home. Kind of like out of context, tumblery. <laughs> yeah, like I, the, when they pan to like the old Twitter layout from the early 2010s, I like just felt a wave. Immediate yeah, shock. Like tr- true, just so low fi, low rent. And like people just, I mean, it's not like people aren't tweeting just the absolute most inane things in the world now, but, like, to see it in that format was, like, it's nice to know that things have not changed. <laughs> like, yes. But, like, we, we just have like come the way in she's... far ways somehow. Like, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not blog yeah. spot anymore. Yeah, I, I, I really like also just, like, how you, when she's tweeting this and also when she's doing her Google searches, you just see her her kind of train of thought and this very internet-y way of, like, thinking and writing and just acting. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we see... Uh, uh, we see Hannah turning up Robin dancing on my own on her laptop speaker. Um, my my fiance pointed out this is really good sound design i think he said like you can distinctly tell that it's coming from a laptop speaker when you're watching um but and then marty comes home yeah, and they're laughing about how elijah's gay and then they're it's this really beautiful female friendship moment where they're just dancing to robin and like you know just a couple of girls tuning out the world yeah, for a it's bit. i love that it gives me goosebumps every time Mm -hmm. 
one of the best scenes from the show too. I mean, best scenes from one of the best episodes. I mean, it's just, it's a hit. I agree. I think episode four is a little bit of a, I mean, it's good still, but it's a little bit less good than the other two we've covered. I feel like it's less, uh, like less rich, but I think it, I do think it's, I don't know. I love this episode. I feel like there's a lot going on. There's a lot of like funny moments and, Maybe it's just a, a funnier episode than the other two. Oh, it's it's so it is so funny. Mm-hmm. It I think this is the show realizing that there's like plot to move forward, and there were some yeah. things here that I was like, oh, this feels a little like we we got to make something happen here that's not just like the girls kind of girling. Um, yeah. yeah. And but I I do I do really like this episode a lot, but. Like coming after a stone cold classic, like it's it's like it's still very good. yeah. No, it's true. Um, should we go through like each of the girls and kind of the drama that's going on? Um, I guess we can end with Marnie and Hannah since that's like the central drama. Hmm. Um. Let's see. So Shosh meets uh, this guy who used to go to camp with her. And they they kind of yeah. develop this like will they won't they or mm, no they they just go on a like yeah they yeah they, they, will. <laughs> they develop like, a, a will they and they really set up like at the top or like at their beginning of their interaction like this guy's played by Skylar Aston from Pitch Perfect and like he's um, the male shosh like same kind of like eager beaver like. Yeah, but like very limited experience. Like it's the, the that they bond over going to summer camp and like these things that happen. Like I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think they give it a timeline, but like over five years ago, probably is. Yeah, he says something about like you guys did like the best cabin raid I've ever seen, or just like some random activity. That, I don't know something that it's insane to remember. <laughs> um. Yeah, wait. You put a quote here. I heard a rumor you tried to kill. You tried to kill yourself by sucking all the air out of a raft. <laughs> and, she says, and then she responds, "I'm anxious, not depressed. I would never do that." So <laughs> funny, so, so perfect. Um, but they end up, they end up not having sex. Um, I think just because he he says uh, he's not into virgins and like they bleed and then they become attached. They're attached bleeders. <laughs> Yeah, it, like that whole like quote unquote courtship of theirs was so disgusting to me because like oh, very once cringe. again like this show is so good at like creative design like he's in jeans flip flops and he has like a knee brace that is n- flip flop <laughs> that is like in a knee brace that's like never explained and he gets like a gross mm-hmm. boner in jeans and he's like you can play with it you know and she's like <laughs> like it's so. Awful, oh. awful, awful. It's so awful. It, it really is. He's so he's so that guy. I like the knee brace that's never really explained. <laughs> and it feels like so stuck. Like this felt like like a high schooler interaction almost still. Yeah. Like yeah, they're both still both like characters are stuck. Yeah. They're like early enough in their twenties that it's like not so pathetic, but it is. It's more sad. Yeah. Pathetic. It, 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 oh, it was so 
gross. And I'm glad, like, I was glad for Shoshana's sake that she, like, that he, like, kind of just cast her aside, which is obviously bad, but, like, she doesn't deserve that. Like, that would have been, like, a horrible experience. When he messed her, his head on her stuffed animal and then, like, tossed it out of the way, I also, I don't know why that made me feel so, like, sad for her, too. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, that, that whole relationship is one of the relationships, like, in these trio of episodes that just hurt to watch. (laughs) I don't think we even talked about, um, when Jessa meets that guy with his, uh, who has a girlfriend named Gillian, do you remember that? Maybe. maybe. At the big, in the bar. No, no, wait, maybe, okay. Rewind. Never mind. Forget I said that. I think it's in a later episode. Okay. Maybe this is in a future episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting my wires crossed. Um, but yeah, I think that is about as far as Shosh goes in the episode, but it's just kind of one of her just a loss for Shosh and like kind of putting her deeper into this thing she can't get out of, which is that she's a virgin and she no one wants to have sex with her at this point. In, I mean, it it could be worse. Like, Hannah, in her, like, kind of story, her, like, solo storyline is getting sexually harassed at work by her new boss. Oh, like, my God, yes. I forgot that's happening at the same time. She's, work, she's doing some sort of, like, um, like, menial office task. And she's, like, taken under the wing by, by like, two of her, like, female coworkers, one of whom is played by Selenus Leva from Orange is the New Black, which was a fun little cameo mm-hmm. um, she's so good so good they, these women were so funny um and they try to like fix hannah's eyebrows but like draw on a truly heinous and just something that looks insane like, on her she looked like a sharpie of eye pencil it was i couldn't believe she was still in it by the end of the episode like it was so, so good funny. i really i love that they keep her in it yeah um, like of course she would think it's like hot hot and new because it's different for her and she just like doesn't have the self-awareness that she thinks she has to like actually figure out what looks good for her like it's the same thing with like the hex girl outfit Mm -hmm. like she just like doesn't um she just doesn't know herself yeah doesn't know herself that's a good way to put it um yeah so her her boss is like trying to i don't it's unclear what he's trying to do but he's just uh inappropriately touching her and her um her co-workers say oh that's just what he's like like don't question it he'll let you come into work late so it's just all of like jessa or excuse me um shoshana and hannah both having these kind of like like embarrassing experiences with men um throughout the episode yeah and meanwhile I- Jessa's still kind of like in her weird flirtation entanglement with like the like her like the nanny kid's dad but this time it's more like I think this episode really focuses on Jessa's like the limits of Jessa's worldview like she tries to unionize the nannies at the park all of whom are like immigrants or women of color 
or that one white ginger guy who's like, I can write us a charter, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know what a charter is, which is like, I don't know what that she's is. just like, she, she really thinks she's a lot smarter and more experienced than like, she just mm-hmm. isn't, she's not as curious as she thinks she is. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it's again, it's continuing the three, the theme of these episodes, which is being, not being self-aware and, kind of facing these harsh wake-up calls but her her wake-up call isn't that harsh yeah. because she just uh she loses the kids she's babysitting and then uh finds them <laughs> yeah and like nothing really consequential happens there but she like she just realizes that she's not like above it all like there are like human stakes to like what she's kind of doing when she drifts through life but she never really learns that fully no and when the when the parents come home uh and the the dad asks how was it and she goes how was what like she just completely doesn't it just yeah isn't present is completely self-absorbed at every turn yeah Uh, so Marnie doesn't really have, like, a, a dedicated storyline this episode. No, but she does have the most embarrassing thing happen to her. Everyone's going through these different kinds of um, embarrassments, and she goes through a very public embarrassment. Um, we have Charlie and Ray. I don't. I think we've met Ray already. We have met Ray, but this was, like, Ray's biggest episode yet yeah that's yes so we meet charlie and ray and they are alone in hannah and marnie's apartment like working on material for this show they're doing later they play in a two-man band sort of (laughs) and um they Mm -hmm. end up finding hannah's diary which is the title of the episode um hannah's diary and Ray reads it and finds an entry in which Hannah's basically ripping Marnie to shreds saying, I don't know why she's with Charlie. She's always complaining about him, blah, blah, blah. And what they end up doing is uh, Charlie makes it into a song where he just, he reads directly from Hannah's diary on stage at the end. Um, And he says, this one's for my girlfriend, Marnie and her friend, Hannah. And, her her his, his g friend, friend is oh. what he says like once again charlie is the worst this band is the oh worst um it's called questionable goods which yeah. is like it's the most like blog culture band name like i i just mm-hmm. like so gross i just i cannot stand charlie but like g friend um, shosh asking is this a love song really maybe <laughs> oh so funny and uh how does it oh the first song um Oh, where are you going in those kids? That's the first song they do. Another is uh, uh, topical, very of its time. Um, very but of its time. yeah, you just while they're playing this Hannah's Diary song, uh, you see Marnie's face just completely, you know, shift. She's shocked. She's embarrassed. She's angry. Uh, Hannah is, you know, kind of dying on the inside next to her and then um hannah or marnie 
throws her drink on him and leaves. And that's where we end the episode. And meanwhile, like the last episode ended with yeah. our girls dancing in their bedrooms together. So it's it's a sad and now their tumultuous relationship hard. really uh going on a ride over these three episodes. Oh wait, the one thing we didn't talk about from this episode, speaking of tumultuous relationships, Adam sends a dick pic to Hannah. Oh my god. But um it says sorry, SRY, that wasn't for you. And then she like yes. confronts him at the end of the episode before the concert. Um with like an ultimatum that like completely gets steamrolled by him. Like she does not get any of her demands really. It's just mm-hmm. like he like shows a little bit of interest in her and then that's enough. So no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she gives him an ultimatum and he just says like I'm sorry. You know, he's he doesn't he doesn't give a straight answer about what he wants to do, how he wants to, you know, right his wrongs or whatever or make make it work between them. He just says I'm sorry and Hannah clearly takes it uh to mean something that it doesn't. Yeah, she's not she's not being very um like clued in on what's going on because she just wants she's so like single-minded in what she wants and mm-hmm. just and what she wants as she says is someone who like th- wants to hang out all the time and thinks i'm the greatest person in the world and he like doesn't even give her that but somehow it's enough mm-hmm. and that's the insecurity yeah the theme of this episode is just like embarrassment and uh you know not getting what you want. <laughs> no. So, out of all the embarrassments of the week, um, who do you think rose above them the most? Uh, which which girl was on top this week? Okay, let's see. I think I would put Shosh on top. She has the smallest baggage to use verbiage from the show she watched, Baggage. Um, I think, all things considered, she is just... You know, uh, she'll get over the virgin thing. She's fine. She's living a she's living a happy life. I'm sad that she doesn't get along with her grandma, but <laughs> she's she she's uh, mildly depressed and living in New York. It's fine. Um, I think her I, I, that scene was really cringy with Skylar Aston, but it's you know it's a it's a fumble. It's not a it's not a huge loss. And then runner up. Marnie, she also has pretty small baggage. Um, her relationship is ending, but she didn't even like him. So I think it's uh, it's a win more than anything. And then we have Jessa, who is you know went through something really traumatic. She had a miscarriage, um, and is just really annoying and not self aware through all these episodes. So I think she's second to last and last we have hannah who is at the desperation station she's just taking l after l in these episodes right right down to the bad eyebrows yeah we said this last week but it is going to be very hard for hannah to avoid the bottom spot every week in these rankings it just it's so horrible i'm gonna i'm gonna Um, try next week to keep an open mind yeah, I was trying to keep an open mind this week too, but um, these were not the these were not the episodes for that. 
No, no, um, not at all. I have Marnie on top this week because I think her embarrassments can mm-hmm. be used in her favor. Like, not only is like her relationship like on the rocks, but, like her boyfriend has done something so like meteor, like meteorically toolish um, that she has like a mm-hmm. good reason to dump him <laughs> now, and she has like hot Yorma Tacone. Um, oh my god, you're so Team Marnie. Yeah, I I do. I love my girl. I ride for my girl. Like I'm not a Marnie personally. Like I just am not that type A. Um, but I I just think like she has all the tools to succeed here um, this week. Even though it was like not a good week for her by and large. Um, Shosha's second for me. Um, because yeah, like like you said, like she'll get over the virgin thing, like, and it's probably a good thing that she didn't lose it to like Skyler Aston. Um, and she is just so funny, and like I, I just think she is so cuddly and adorable. Um, Jessa had a traumatic week yeah, and is annoying, great. so that is why she is third on the rankings. And Hannah, Hannah has zero self respect, bad eyebrows, um, a man who does not respect her even a little bit gropey boss and i didn't like the outfits this week brown is not her color so that is why she's on the bottom no brown is not her color yeah i i think we we have similar rankings um i i really i have high hopes for next week for hannah i'm really i'm rooting for her yes so what two episodes are we covering now, or what episodes are we covering next week? Actually, let me let me check my my little list. Please hold. Okay, next week we have episodes five and six, so just two episodes, a little more manageable. Um, and we will have a special guest to be announced, but next week on the twenty eighth, we're yeah. So that's Wednesday, Wednesday, not next Monday, Wednesday, 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 Wednesday. So that gives you all two extra days to catch up with us. Um, we got some good episodes next week. I'm very excited. Yeah, we we have some fun guests uh, lined up. So definitely keep watching, keep listening. Um, I think I think that's all we have. Is there anything else we want to shout out from these past episodes? Or are we are we all are we all settled? I think that's all for me. Um, if someone can point me in the right direction towards like a Spotify playlist of this show's soundtrack, that would be great because oh, wow. I, I was bopping sure. my ass off this whole time. Just fantastic. So good. The music on the show is amazing. It's It does a really good job of being, it was of the time, but even at the time it was a little like, outdated you know like time to pretend was was off yeah. the radio by the time girls was on and i can, booth jonathan coming out to i can change by lcd sound yes. system like it's this perfect perfect cue yeah i i i no notes I, I i love it it's it's perfect it's this like indie new york vision this kind of old indie new york very cool very fun yeah um okay amazing i'll see you guys next week i'm really excited Great. See you, everyone. Bye.